going on? Thank you for joining on another episode of The Jay Rana Show. Today, I have the pleasure and privilege of having the one, the only, DJ Anusha. Anusha, what's going on? Hey, Jay, I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Thank you. You all right? You seem a little nervous being on a podcast right now. A little nervous. This is my first podcast. I'm a little nervous sitting in front of Jay Rana. Stop it. Stop it right now. (laughs) I appreciate the love, though. Thank you very much. Of course. I'm very honored, very happy to be here today. And thank you for having me today. Of course, of course. Is this your first podcast? First podcast. I've watched a lot of them, but this is my first one where I'm, I'm on it. There you go. There you go. Podcast is nothing but a conversation. Yeah. Conversation on two colleagues talking about the industry, the wedding scene, events, music, fashion, and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Just just me and you. Just that's it. That's it. Just you and me. And thank you. Look at this. Let me reach over. Uh, thank you for getting this for me. Look at this. Sponsor. Make sure you guys sponsor me, okay? <laughs> Stop playing with me, guys. I love this. Thank you. I'm gonna crack this open later tonight and get a little bit tipsy. Hey, it's a podcast warming <laughs> present. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Of course. So DJ Anusha, I saw you perform a few years ago, right? You were rocking a party, blew my mind on your skill set. When you start spinning, like I don't want to even ask you your age. Don't even <laughs> tell me your age. It's all gravy. But how long have you been spinning though? Uh, about eight years now. Jesus, eight years. Yeah. Started off in college and nice. you were one of the first person to like point out and be like, wow, you're really good, which, you know, kept me going for a long time. Uh, back then, I didn't really have many people that were like, you could do this. You could do this for yeah. long term. You were very one of the first ones. And I remember I, I even told you that on the boat when I saw you the other day. That's like, right. That's right. You were the right. first one um, that actually believed that I could I could do something out of this. But yeah, I started in college with the Rutgers crew. Yeah. Um, and it's just been blowing up since. Rutgers, New Brunswick? Rutgers, Newark. Rutgers, Newark. Rutgers, Gangsta. Newark. Yeah. Gangsta. Rutgers, Rutgers, Newark. Rutgers, Newark. Shout Newark. out Rutgers, Newark. <laughs> Gotta say, Rutgers, Newark is a little bit different than Rutgers, New Brunswick. Yes. But we also brought in a lot of DJs from Rutgers, Newark. Yeah. And I'm still working with all those guys today. So That's what's up. Built a pretty good team. I remember I reached out to you during, well, right before COVID, I want to say. 2019, I saw your profile. You came across my desk. I, I heard you spin. I was like, you know what? I got to get her on the team. And I reached out to you. Remember that? Yep, yep. I do, I do. That was clutch. That, that was, was clutch. one of the first. That was one of the first. And that's why I said you you believed in me from the very beginning. You of wanted course, me on. you're talented at what you're oh, doing. thank you. The role Back- has to see your skill set, 100%. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was a lot of work to get here. And, you know, uh, I haven't been on any team since. It's just been me, one moment team, one just me, myself, Stay and I. Stay solo. Stay solo. You know, they say there's no I in team. Yeah. And they say that it takes um, two heads are better than one. Yeah. And like, you know, all that good stuff as working as a team. But to, to get that fulfillment that you got to your destination without like, I wouldn't even, even say the, the help of other people because other people are obviously going to be helping you, right? The support system we all have in love and all that good stuff. But when you have... The capability, the drive to do things on your own, it hits differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. For sure. And for me, it was all about building the brand that mm-hmm. I that I created in college. And a lot of people did help me build that brand. And, and through mentorship, to, yeah. through just like believing in me, through referrals, just in many ways. And just, you know, commenting on an Instagram, believe it or not. That's a, that's a big push. And um, I had a lot of that. Just building the brand. And now I'm still building it. It's, yeah. it's still a lot lot of work in progress. But I like and You're constantly like uh, reinventing yourself, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a whole brand. It's um, uh, you know, I like always talk about DJ Nusha, and then I talk about Anusha. I'm like, I'm going on a DJ Nusha thing. I'm doing an Anusha thing. It's like a, it's like a, I'm living two different lives. Talk to me about it's that. It's like a Hannah What's... Montana life. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like, I like that. I love it. It's the best of both worlds. Um, and I get to still do my like nine to five. I have my you know friends. I hang out as Anusha, but when I'm on DJ Anusha mode, it's just DJ Anusha. Anusha stays home that time. Mm-hmm. It's me, my work, my my little iPad, my everything. Um, it's your work ethic at that point. Yeah, right? yeah. Everything goes out the door after that. It's it's just DJ Anusha time. Do you have a way to like turn one on and turn one off? Is that ever come across as an issue? Um, not really an issue. It's just when I go in, I'm I'm ready for the event. Uh, everything else goes, you know, like I said, out the door. Yeah. I'm I'm very focused on the event with the client. We've worked on this in the past. Even when I'm working with a client, I'm running through the itinerary. I'm still in my home, like you know, doing all that, and it's still DJ Anusha mode. Like you know, even I'm home working on my itineraries, working yeah. on contracts. That's DJ Anusha mode, and then um, you know, I I set I set like two hours to two to three hours a day. For DJ Nusha time. Gotcha. And that includes whether it's practicing in my basement, it includes sending I out I saw the studio online, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, my basement studio. That that came a long, long way. Back in the days, I didn't have like a space. Yeah. To, you know, I didn't have a cool mixer and all that. So I used to be like a garage practicing DJ, like had a little you all started in the garage. garage. You all started in the garage, yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> now I'm in the basement, I, I moved up. <laughs> yeah, but that studio is sick though. Yeah, yeah. Thank I saw you, the videos, you. it looks very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I had to get my hand on the gold SRT. Yeah. That was... How's that, that working like, out for you? Amazing. That I haven't SRT taken it out anywhere. SRT. Hey, pioneer. Sure <laughs> jump on board real quick. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I haven't taken it out anywhere. I'm, okay. I'm way too scared to get any color on it and yeah. scratch on it. Stays home. Never take it to a holy party. Nope, never. <laughs> Don't do it. I've done my fair share of holy parties Oof. with the old rig, with with the old rigs. Yeah. And you gotta have backups and backups for days. I've I've seen. I've I'm seen telling you. DJs with these big SDJs, yep. uh, CDJs, and then they they have all the colors on them it just breaks my heart it does right it breaks your fucking heart I'm like, oh you gotta open God. that shit up you gotta clean it out yeah air it out it takes and all time the little crooks and crannies you gotta get yeah. in to get the green color out yeah um, yeah man it's a pain <laughs> it is a pain it is a pain we met on a boat right we yes. did our first gig together yes on a boat we were uh djing around the manhattan uh the the circle line i want to say yes yes that was dope that was amazing sharing I'll, a stage with somebody that i've like looked up to stop for a it long stop time, it right now that was amazing no it's i appreciate it's, that I gotta let you know where i started from I appreciate and i was that. like upstairs is jay no way <laughs> thank <laughs> you for right. the love that was a good day it was a good event um it always got better and better yeah. all that time right like it, it kept on getting better and better I really appreciated that. Thank you for that. You mentioned earlier that you're... I was talking to you behind the scenes, right? We're talking about clothes. Yes. Now, clothes (laughs) is a big deal, right? As an entertainer, you got to make sure that your clothes are on point. Yes. Right? And for me, going to Express, going to Banana, J. Crew, going to like Journey for my shoes. I mix and match a lot of I mean, I even shop at Forever 21. And I'm 44. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, right? I got to make sure I pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what about you? Like... are there a lot of options for your clothing line and like everything that represents DJ Nusha and your brand? Yes. So my my fashion sense kind of came about when I was just experimenting. What am I going to wear now that I'm a DJ? All right. We got that part figured out. In front out. of now hundreds gotta, of people. 
in front of hundreds of people, I'm representing myself, I'm representing my brand. Mm-hmm. If I'm being paid paid a million dollars, I gotta look like a million dollars. Hundred percent. So that that's what that's what it got me into. I was like, all right, well, I can't do dresses because I can't, you know, get get up, you know, get my energy up and like, you know, fix everything. <laughs> so dresses were out. Yeah. Dresses, skirts were out. And I was like, okay, pants. Now we got to make it look nice. And then you add one of these like nice little J. Crew blazers. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. I just started rocking these J. Crew blazers. And I had like four colors. And now I'm at a, I'm at a little... Uh, uh, hold on. I'm thinking of a word. No worries. Take your time. A, I'm, I'm at a little conundrum. Is that a word? Conundrum? No. Okay. A, a crossroads? A crossroad. That's what I'm saying. So now I'm at a crossroad here. Um, and I'm not able to find pants that go, you know, that are short as me. So I need short to find, as you? How yeah, you? I'm 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> okay. So th- there has been times where I have to have stand on like little crate boxes to okay. get to the DJ booth. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Is there a real problem? <laughs> oh, yeah. that ha- That's a problem. Okay. That's sometimes a problem. And even when you have the, sometimes you guys, you guys put the little cover of the SRT. And, the then, the, and then the case. Yeah. I can't do that. I have okay. to have just the case, nothing on top. Gotcha, so gotcha. I can't reach it. <laughs> and for guys like me, I'm 5'11". Yeah. And that's way too short for me because yeah. every time I spend, my back hurts. Yeah. So it becomes hard when yeah. I have to share a stage with somebody tall. I'm like, oh, I can't reach. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm trying to like upgrade my upgrade my little outfits. Yeah. And it's hard to find like, you can't go to like men's warehouse and, you know, find what, whatever you want. So I'm trying to find a female tailor. So if you want to, you know, customize my clothes, please hit me up. I love that plug. Good job. <laughs> um, but yeah, fashion is everything. And then, you know, I do public events now as well. Nice. And there I can kind of play along. Like, you know, I don't have to be, you know, fully strictly professional. I could have fun with my outfit. So usually you see me on the boat. I wear something funky. I yeah. wear something colorful. Yeah. That's just the inside Ranveer Singh in me. Just like, I, I want to wear this, something really cool. You got to stand out in some yeah, formal format, yeah. man. And, your and music I is one way, but your fashion sense, that's, that's completely different. Exactly. And exactly. it has to speak for itself. Yeah. And I wouldn't dress like that at a wedding because then, you know, at a wedding, you're very professional. 100%. You're very, you don't want to take any attention away from the couple or the sweet 16, you know, girl. So you keep it very nice, very formal, um, which is what I'm trying to go for and upgrade my suits and i'm gonna be coming to you now with all the color combinations you're gonna help it's me all out. color combinations man yeah. you put a base on it you could do anything else with your lapels your flowers all that good stuff i heard you know what it is like you don't want to ever be a follower right yeah be a leader in all all types of industries right so if you feel like this is going to work for you make it work for yourself if you walk into a room if you dress a certain way you're gonna own that room and that's your that's your attire that's your outfit. Now everyone's going to be dressing like you because you pulled that shit off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's huge. No, that's, it's, it's, it's awesome. I like, uh, I like to think that I'm doing an, an event and changing the world one blazer at a time. One blazer at a one time. One blazer at a time. I like that shit. Good job. <laughs> Good job. You mentioned uh, something on the lines of public events, right? You recently were on stage with Raghav. Yes. I yes. saw the videos. You also mentioned that you did a cover for Raghav like years ago or you were DJing in your basement years ago yes. and you did something by Raghav yes, and now yes. you're on stage with him? I was a huge Raghav fan, you know, early, way back. And Raghav's like, I have a top 10 list of all my favorite songs, top 10 ever. And Teri Bato was, was on there, like yeah. number seven, number eight. That's that's pretty big to be on my top 10 as yeah. a DJ's top 10. Yeah. So Teri Bato was always there and I was just jamming out, you know, four years ago in my basement, um, just rocking out to Raghav. 
uh, and just mixing with a little bit of Raghav. And then I get a call a couple uh, months ago saying Raghav's going to be coming to you with you guys on uh, the New York City and DC show. Yeah. And that was just amazing to me. And I was just like, Congratulations no way. on that. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. And then I was asked to do the music for Raghav too. So I had to like listen to all his cues mm-hmm. uh, and make sure like each song played, you know, as, as, as he wanted. Um, and it was it was such a great, great event. And I got a shout out from him at, at the end of That's each event. That's what's up. I was like, yeah, my name came out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was awesome. And I, I even talked to him afterwards. And then I DM'd him on Instagram. I'm like, hey, I was the DJ. So it's just kind of, I didn't want to do it before and, you know, be like, hey, you're going to like see me. I just told him after. So he knew me. Yeah. Kind of made an impact, kind of made an impression on yeah. him. Um, so now he follows me on Instagram. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know these little things. It's just not not a little thing. This is a big thing. It's a big milestone for you. Yeah, it was a little thing. And many that many more into, to come. I'm I'm very excited. This is it was amazing. Uh, You're part of a, uh, an all female team. Yes. Talk to me about that because I know there's one from the West Coast. Oh yes, yes. So the tour that I went on, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, the tour I went on was with two other female DJs, okay. and uh, one of them was from Chicago, DJ Miss Bella, and we had one from Dallas, uh, DJ Dimple. Gotcha. So we were all together. Um, we had a set each. It was it was really fun. It was a lot of fun, just a, as you imagined, just three girls just all having a good time. Um, Do you feel like um, being part of, like being female, like you're a female DJ, right? So let me ask you a question. It's a common, common controversy. And I wanted to ask you, being called a female DJ versus a DJ, how do you feel about that? Oof, okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of opinions on this one. Um, so it's the same opinion? as like being a male actor versus, you know, a, an actress. Okay. There's, there's an award for a male actor and then there's an award for a female actor. Um, I, I, I feel like it's a little bit different here because when I started off, um, female DJ was very, uh, I was only invited to like female only events. Like okay. I would do a lot of Muslim events gotcha. um, that were like dolkies, female only they only wanted a female. So that was a little, you know, I I would do it because, you know, that's, you got to start somewhere. And they were pretty good gigs. And then, you know, they were very, um, very nice people. I mean, there were a lot of my clients, Um, but they would only want me because I'm a female. Okay. Which was kind of like, you know, a little um, disappointing for me at the time because that's not what I wanted to be. It's not, I don't want you to hire me just because I'm a female. Um, it, it felt like it took away from my talents. They weren't really focused on my talents, what I bring to the table. They just cared that I was a female and that I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so lately, I've been moving a little further away from that because my charges have gone up. So they don't want to just pay a female, you know, just for that. So that it worked out in a way. Now people reach out to me and they want a female DJ, but they can't afford a female DJ like like myself. So. Um, now I've moved away from that a little bit. Uh, I still do it. I still do all my, you know, Muslim events, all my dolkis, nikahs, um, and, and they're great. They're when they show me the respect that I need, and they don't just want me for the female part. They gotcha. Want me for, you know, they want me for the whole wedding. They don't want me just for the bendi or the sangeet, but they also want me for the reception. Um, and that, I take that as a win now because before I wouldn't book any um, receptions or anything like that. But now I have, you know, all three events. Good job. Thank you. Good job. And I'm sure that also uh, reflects on your pay as well. Yes. 
Definitely. right? Because I know for a fact that sometimes being a female DJ, right, the pay is not as high as it should be compared to a male DJ. Right. I mean, I've seen it personally on my own roster because I've also hired a few female DJs to represent my brand in that exact experience. You know, when I used to do Arabic events and Muslim events and all those things, I had specialty female DJs just for that special part. Right. And they were paid a certain wage, which was not consistent with the males, right? Yeah. Because of the level of work that they'll be doing, I want to say. Yeah. You know, but that also goes into like doing your own labor, for example, right? I mean, I got three sisters. I'm the oldest brother. I don't want them picking up any speakers at yeah. all, right? So I make sure that my female DJ is going on site. The, the production was already there. Yeah. Set up. All they got to do is go in with your laptop, plug and play, and dip out. Yeah. And that worked out for them because that's what they were, because that's what they wanted. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like in your case, tell me you're picking up speakers. You Are you picking up any speakers? Yeah. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> nice I still do, job. believe it or not. Yeah. Um, those are my only form of exercise, so no complaints there. But I have like little K-12s yeah. that can handle a tiny little party, you know, like about 100 people kind of party. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I guess my lifting. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it. I'm a strong believer in doing your own labor. Like I know a lot of production companies that they have the roadies come in yeah. and the DJs and MCs, they just come in and plug and play. I feel like you're missing out on the whole experience of it, you know? Yeah. And me getting older and still knocking out these events, I still do my own labor. And that blows a lot of my competition's minds yeah. away. Like, damn, are you still doing your own labor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love because, again, you got to keep in shape, right? Yep. Picking up your own gear, knowing your own gear. If yes. that shit rattles yeah. when you're picking up a speaker. And nobody's around. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Until it blows, right? right? So being in charge of that, that's huge for me. Personally yeah. speaking, that's huge for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. being in charge of your own gear, your own talent, your own everything. Yeah. No, for before I used to I used to not like it. I hated, you know, having to get there early and mm-hmm. then, you know, I didn't have time to prep. Um, for bigger events, I do just, you know, hire my setup. I, I do have the team. Like I said, my Rutgers team, they yeah. take care of all the big events, anything more than two speakers, I, I don't I don't mess with. Gotcha. Um, I'd rather have all that taken care of. So I'm just focused on, you know, emceeing and DJing, whatever it may be that day. Um, but a little, you know, a smaller event, I, I, I do do those, all, all those myself, all the mic testing and, and all that. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been fun. I was told to just, you know, start doing some of these because I do a lot of charity events as well. Oh, nice. You Nonprofit do. organizations, corporate organizations. Okay. Um, and, and for those things, they don't really have the budget for labor. Yeah. So that's why I own my own speakers. Sometimes okay. there's volunteers that will help me lift and everything. So um, for charity, you know, that's I, I don't make much and I can't hire labor for the amount they're paying me. So I just offer my services. I'll be like, hey, I'll do the labor too. And That's what's up. It's it's hard, but it's for charity. You got to do it, right? Yeah, you got to do it. I'm a big believer in giving back to the community. I agree. I agree. You know, I do a lot of things. I have my own nonprofit organization. It's called Planting Hope. Okay. We launched in 2013. Um, what we do is we raise diapers, uh, blankets, and all that good stuff for the Robert Wood Johnson Hospital in New Brunswick. Um, we've been doing it since, oh, we've been doing it for a while now. That's amazing. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. 10 years. 2013. So wow. diapers every single year. We do toy drives. We've done that, uh, raising toys for the the Children's Hospital at St. Peter's. 
Uh, we raise baby clothing and baby bottles, the baby toys for great expect great great expectations. It's a young women's organization in Somerset. Okay. I want to say, and Robert Wood Johnson uh, blankets for the chemo patients, and diapers for the babies in the NICU. I've been doing that for a while. I also work with uh, the Edison Disability, so I do a lot of their events for the American wow. Legion Hall over there. So I'm a big believer in that. You're a philanthropist. I try to Look be. Look at you. That's amazing. I, I, I try to be. The thing is, our community has been very grateful to us. Yes. Right. Well, it's been it's been good to me. Let's put it that way. Yes. Like it's been good to me. So if I could use my platform to give back, then why not? Exactly. You know, I don't mind doing free parties. That's. I mean, that's how we started. I used to do so many free parties. Yeah. You know, when I first started up this uh, back in the day, Razi and T. Yeah. That was my company in 2001. Okay. Okay. Razi and T. I went all the way to Boston. I'll tell you a story. I went all the way up to Boston for a meeting. Okay. Just a regular meeting. The guy didn't want to do a phone call. He's like, I want to see your face. Oh. I said, oh, okay, uncle, but you are like four <laughs> or five hours away. Well, do you want to be part of my family's event? Oh. With the accent and everything. I said, you know what? Sure. <laughs> I went up there and guess what? I did not get the contract. Oh. I drove back down, right? But you got to put in your time. Yeah. You got to put in your... I paid my dues a long, long time ago. Yes. So, So... Knowing all that to where we are now yeah. comes full circle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to yeah, pay yeah, your dues. Yeah. You know I, I did an, a New Year's event um, when I first started. And I guess how much I got paid? $250. $250 New for New Year's, Year's event. Eve. New Year's Eve. Somebody's basement. But it was like 2015. You know, okay. I was just starting. Um, and, and it was like It's still a lot session. of money at that point. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Back then it was still a lot of point. Yeah. I went home and I bought myself a telescope. <laughs> a telescope? Treat yourself, yeah. <laughs> Are you into astrology? Yeah, yeah. Tell me more about astronomy, that. Astronomy, yeah. Um, astronomy. Uh, no, I was just always a NASA kid. I thought I would be an astronaut. Oh, wow. But I'm not. <laughs> so uh, I got into like telescopes. I like looking at stars and stuff. And back then I bought a $200 telescope. And just recently after this New Year's, mm-hmm. I upgraded to an $800 telescope. Oh, year. wow. So now I have a like nice little automatic telescope that's what's up have you found anything interesting up there jupiter it's moons uh see i see all of it the moon like every other week i would not have assumed that you like astrology i'm a nerd i'm a nerd in the astronomy astronomy yes that was twice yeah (laughs) that's twice i fucked up on that look at that it's all good mistake. it's common mistake but is it common often though like astrology and astronomy yeah i mean it's a study of like the the placement of the moon and the stars right yes and astrology is like when you're uh, like your star sign and it's all the same. Yeah. Stop it. It's, it's about the stars. But... I, I'm sure they cross paths in some <laughs> form or format. Oh, fair, fair. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so talk to me about your um, like, OK, so you start off as a DJ, right? Yeah. As a skill set, like your skill set. I'm sure you had a few role models that you looked up to. Yes. Yes. I had anybody I had that a... we know. DJs? Yeah. Yes, of course. And you guys know them very well. Uh, DJ Shilpa and DJ Reka. That's what's up. My biggest mentors um, to, that I could get here today. Um, I learned a lot from them when yeah. I was first starting off. Um, starting with Shilpa, uh, I shadowed her a lot during, um, you know, she would just take me to events and I'd just sit in the back and just observe. Um, the one main thing I learned from her was MCing. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I used to be scared of the mic way back when I started DJing. I used to like get trim, like I was so scared. There's so many people. I don't want to make a mistake 
on the mic. Um, so I was really scared and it was very hard to kind of learn I'm seeing from a man because mm-hmm. my voice can't get that deep. I can't bring the same kind of energy. Um, so watching Shilpa for a long time, um, I'm like, wow, that's a voice now. Like she, she's got a voice that a lot of people are like, will just stop and listen to. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to stand out, even though I don't have the deep voice, I still want everyone to listen to me. You know, I, I want to, how do I, and I don't want to scream to get somebody's attention. Do you think so, it's about the deep voice? Like that captures your audience? <clears throat> I think it is. Yeah. Or like how loud you are. Um, sometimes that it, it is that I, I've seen a lot of MCs that are just loud and they, they get the attention just because they're loud. Um, for me, I just wanted it to be like something unique. It's got to be the energy. I'm not loud. It's just I kind of project my energy into my voice. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people have now been telling me that like my energy is contagious and you know all that. So I don't know what I do, but I'm a dancer first. It's just it's natural. It just yeah. comes out. But Shilpa was the first one where I've learned like how to control my voice, how to control the crowd. Um, so I learned a lot from, you know, just watching her. Yeah. Voice control is everything when you're on the mic. Yes. Yes. Especially uh, it's, it's different when you're at a club and when you're at a wedding, it's it's a completely different type of dynamics. You can't scream at a wedding. Um, but it's, it's been great. I know a lot of MCs till this day that scream on the mic and they get the attention. Sure. But is that the attention that you want? (laughs) I don't think, I I don't think, I mean, if I was a guest at a wedding, I don't want to. I don't want to hear the guy screaming on the mic, you know, yeah. talk, talk to me on the mic, have a conversation with me on the mic, sing along with me on the mic. It's all gravy, baby, yeah. but don't yell don't on the mic. I mean, it's just, it's ear piercing. Yeah. And after you see a few people getting off the floor, exactly. Yeah. Like I've been in those situations as a guest, right? And there was a time where I was hardly a guest. I was always doing weddings, all my friends' weddings, Jay. I'm getting married. Congratulations. What's my invite? Well, can you DJ? I'm like, ah, great. I can DJ your wedding. No problem. And you'll come across that too. Right? Yeah. When your friend circle, when they got, when you all start getting married, they're going to ask you, Anusha, I'm getting married. Congratulations. Can you DJ? Oh, okay. Right? So that's a fine line at that point too. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a guest and sit back and watch the other DJ rock the crowd? And then at the same time, you're going to critique them. Yeah. Right. Or do you want to be involved and be part of the memories? But now you're working. Right. So there's, there's so much gray area in that whole yeah. whole conversation. Right. But as an MC, like even myself, there's a way to engage your audience without being too overpowering and without screaming on the mic. Right. Yeah. I used to stutter. I mean, I used to have a speech impairment. I still do. I started back in third grade a long time ago. So from speech therapy classes and all that good stuff, I was terrified speaking on the mic. It was, I couldn't finish a sentence yeah. to save my life. Now my comfort zone is in front of hundreds and thousands right. of people. Yeah. You know? So when I'm on the mic, it's all about the voice control, talking calmly and making sure you work the pauses. Yeah. So I worked, a, so, I created, so I created a concept called work the pauses. Just like I'm talking to you right now, I'm not just going to talk gibberish, but when I speak to you, yeah. it'll be hanging on my every word because I'm working the pauses. Yeah. You see what I just did yes, right there? Yes. And it works because it gives your time it gives them time for your yep. brain to understand what he's saying yeah. and what is he going to be saying. Yeah. Right? So if okay. you wait until they say what is he going to be saying next, now you have your audience on lock uh, at that point. Okay. So it's all it's it's like you're telling a story at that yes. point. You know? Yeah, I gotta work on my pauses. I've been told that you know, sometimes I'm, I'm nervous in front of a lot of people, so I try to tend to rush things, mm-hmm. rush speaking. It's a, it's a common mistake. 
Yeah, but the pauses, that, that's that's a no. Learn something every day today. Just pause that's a little bit and you're good to go. Once you slow down on your speech, then everything else will be falling into place properly. Yeah. Right? Especially when you're on the mic in the center of the floor. Most DJs, well, most MCs I've seen, they usually speed through everything just like you said, right? That's because yep. they're nervous. Yeah. And they're used to being in the middle of hundreds of thousands of people every yeah. single weekend, right? Yep. So what, so what do you do? You know, you got to slow it down, speak real slow, and just enjoy the moment that you have. Yeah. Just like I'm doing to you right now. We're talking slowly. We're enjoying the moment that we have. Yeah. And you're also working the pauses. Yeah. You know what I'm Look at you. Like a few tidbits I can give you as an MC. Um, what I do is I listen to the speeches. The parents of the bride, the parents of the groom when they're giving a speech. And you're going to get a reaction from the crowd, right? Uh, are they going to awe? Are they going to cheer? Are they going to be like, is it like a, a calm like in the moment? I talk about that afterwards. Mm. So I would say, uncle, that was a, a big round of applause for the parents of the groom. Uncle, that was a beautiful speech. What you said here and there, it tugged on the heartstrings. Uh, you know, so you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So now because I did that, your audience is going to say, wow, what is Jay going to say next? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to f- figure out that you've been to so many weddings. Right. Your audience has also been to so many weddings. Yeah. They're jaded, right? Yeah. They've been going through emotions all the time. Yeah. They've been through the first dance, the father-daughter dance, the mother-son dance, the cake cutting, the speeches, the performances. They know what's to come. Yeah. Right? So now if you do something different, you're going to engage your audience and they're going to be like, oh, wow, what's happening here? That's how you keep them locked. You add the personal touch. Personal touches goes a long way. Yeah. You got to, so besides from not screaming on the mic, you want to set yourself apart from the rest. And that's a clear way to do it. Just pay attention Mm -hmm. to what you're saying. But that means you got to pay attention. Right. 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 I'm sure you've been to a lot of events as a spectator, as a guest, and you've seen the DJ and the MC, they're just talking amongst themselves while the speeches are on. And then they go into a big round of applause. And it's the same old, same old. Yeah. Right? Yep, what can yep. you do that's a little bit different? Well, you got to put in the effort. And putting in the effort means paying attention. Yep. And that's huge. I, f- I feel like, especially in the wedding industry, because you got to personalize everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the things you don't want to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's going to be playing the same, what, 75 songs? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's say the same, same 100 songs. Yeah. Right? So, off of that 100 songs. Yeah. What stands you apart from the other person? Mm-hmm. The way you play it, um, the different cue points. I'm sure you're going to tell a story on how you play your set. Yeah. All that good stuff. I'm sure you yeah. do a lot of uh, like you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of practice moments. Yes. There's a, a lot of prep work that goes into it. Um, just for me to get my confidence, I just go up on the stage and I do a mic check. Everybody's watching me, the photographers, everybody's eyes are on me. And that's when I kind of own the stage before anybody else gets on the stage. It's, yeah. it's my stage first. Yeah. So I go in there, do a couple of sound checks. And this also I learned from Shilpa. She goes out there, she just owns the stage, gets the confident level up, you know, like boss walk all over, just talk every, talk to everybody. Uh, and that really helps. Like I, I establish myself like a, as the boss when I go on there. It's like uh, lady boss, you know, just uh, the boss walk. I like that. Yeah, the boss walk. I gotta and, and yeah, can't do it in my setup clothes. I have to be in my like in my either Gucci slides or like my J Crew jacket on. Gotta do a whole like little look through of the whole event and just get a feel of it. Get get like how will the audience hear me? How will they react to me when I'm out here? 
uh, and then just go over the cues with the DJs. I'm going to be entering to this song. And I usually like, you know, kind of get it up and then bring it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but and in terms of DJing, my little uh, pre prep work is one Mountain Dew gets my energy up through the roof. And uh, and just having my crates for whatever the client wants. Like gotcha. I've done every language you can imagine. Um, I've done a lot of mixed events, a lot of you know Nepali, Bangladeshi, you name it. Like uh, Sri Lanka. Like I've done events of all caliber. So just customizing the music for that event and just so making sure I have everything ready for them is like all the prep work I do. That's what's um, up. And even while I'm doing all that prep work, like you know being a female. People will still go up to my setup DJ, like people that are setting up and be like, are you the DJ? I'm like, clearly. How does that make you feel? Terrible. <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, bro. Look at me, I'm wearing like, you know, all this fit, I'm ready, I have my iPad with all the itineraries, but some someone will go up to my guy who's setting up in shorts and be like, are you the DJ here tonight? I'm like, no, sir, I am. DJ Nusha, nice to meet you. <laughs> like, they've never seen it before. So they're, they like, just like, like, I'm not even there for them. But then later, after yeah. the event is done, the same people will come up to me. They're like, we've ass. never seen anything like that. Thank you so much for coming. And, and that's when I'm like, that's a W. That's that's a win for me. 100%. Yeah. So when you're setting up, you're dressed one way, right? And yes. obviously people look at you yep. one particular way. Yep. But then when you're in your fitted, yeah. they're going to look at you a completely different way, yeah. right? Yeah. But now even when you're fitted and you're ready to rock and roll, the guests will come up to you and be like, are you the assistant? Yeah. That sucks. I mean, yeah, tell me that has to like to push your buttons. It does. It has happened so much. I don't think it'll ever stop. It'll, okay. it'll keep happening. Why do you think that is though? Like, no why matter how stop? nice I dress. I'm like, okay. why? Um, it's usually like older people that, you know, that have I was going to ask you the point, age group. Yeah. Yeah. That point this out. I, and I don't think they've ever seen anything like this before. Uh, they usually think I'm just on the mic because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they just think a pretty face is just on the mic. But no, sir, like I'm doing all the all the prep work. I'm doing all of that, everything and probably more than what a male DJ would do for you. Yeah. Um, and even like makeup and stuff like I, I do all of that. Um, but it is always the same age group that comes up to me and says older um, uncles and aunties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Much older. No aunties, actually. Usually it's just uncles. Usually aunties haven't uh, done that. Um, but yeah, usually it's uncles that are like, oh, who's the DJ? And it literally says DJ Nusha on my iPad. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just basic knowledge. But it does suck. It, it does suck a lot. But now there's been a different kind of um, responses I'm getting where I go and I'm DJ and, and people will be like, are you DJ Nusha? I've seen you on Instagram. And that like, I'm like, okay, now I'm being recognized in a different yeah, way. That must feel fantastic. Amazing. I'm sure, that, I'm that sure. That happened while I was with Raghav uh, in New York. Yeah. And there were like four or five girls that came up. They're like, are you DJ Nusha? I'm like, yes. You're a role model yourself at this point. Hopefully. That, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of responsibilities and expectations to fill yes. in shoes. Yes. Right? Big responsibility. I got little kids. I got little kids looking up to me. And I have this like little kid that's like her parents ask her what she wants to be when she grows up. And she says, DJ. And because she's like, just like, I brought her into the booth a couple of times. I put the headphones on her. I like let her do a couple of things. And now every time anybody asks her what she wants to become a DJ, that's what she says. I'm like, okay, well have a backup plan. And then you can also (laughs) have a backup plan. Yeah. I mean, as a DJ, like even till this day, I mean, people are banking right mm-hmm. off of being a dj being in the wedding industry i mean six digits right off the back you know i was blessed enough to go down that road at an early age as well 
right? Uh-huh. So spoiled, yes, I'm definitely spoiled, right? Yeah. But n- taken seriously sometimes, no. Like Jay, you're still DJing. I hate that <laughs> world. Yeah. That word still. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm still a DJ. I'm, I'm still yeah. rocking parties. Yeah. I'm still going coast to coast. I'll be down nation seaboard. I'm traveling international, and yes, I'm still breaking six digits. Hey. You know, working on the weekends, doing what yeah. 20, 25 hours. You're working what, 40, 50 hours? Are you doing anything close to that? You know, like, yeah. like sometimes you get mad. I get pissed I, off. I, I used to get pissed off. Yeah. I used to get pissed off. I used to, used to just, just try to put them in a place real quick. But that's an ego thing at that point, you know? Yeah. Like when they say, are you still DJing? Like it's a, a side project, a side <laughs> hustle, right? Yeah. Now people don't understand that being a DJ, especially in the wedding industry, is a full-time job. I mean, it, it takes a lot of out of you, yeah. you know? You're putting 40, 50, 60 hours every single week, yeah. if not more, yeah. right? And if you're really good with your money, because, you know, money management is all, is, is pretty much everything, right? Because, you know, we're Indians. I mean, it is a cash business. <laughs> yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? No, it's not. <laughs> I pay my taxes. <laughs> but, like, you know, knowing that you have your hands on all this liquid, yeah. right? It gives you opportunity to, like, invest in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, at an early age, I was smart enough to know um, to invest, you know, I dabble in real estate. I have been for years. Um, I have family businesses in the in the events industry, from uh, Milan Banquets in Garfield to the Excelsior in Saddlebrook, right? Okay. So I've been exposed to real estate. I want to say, mm-hmm. and like being your own being your own boss, right? Yeah. All all the money that we make from this one particular avenue, uh, you know, I want to say you want to you want to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know. But when they say, are you still a DJ? I'm like, yeah, bro. Um, I'm tiptoeing and laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> you know I saying? think they just say that because they're jealous you have a fun job and they don't. You know, my cousin said to me a while ago, bro, you party for a living. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm blessed enough to rock from, again, coast to coast. Yeah. Having a good time. I don't got to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning yeah. on a Monday. But we do have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah, saying? So it does balance out, like you know, here and there. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. I'm telling you, it's not it's it's, it's not easy at all. No, you know, true. being an entertainer in in the wedding industry, yeah. and and like even as a planner now, you know, because I stepped into that role yes. a little while ago as a planner. It it it's a lot of work. It's it's a lot of work, especially with the hours, right? Because you're yeah. always on call at that point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you're not gonna have a break. You work a nine yeah. to five. You got you have a lunch break. Yeah. That's not the case when you're working. In the wedding industry. Yeah. It's nonstop. If you take a break, you're going to be sleeping for five hours straight. <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been in those situations where you see all the staff in the parking lot, in the back of the trucks, <laughs> like they're sleeping, and that's it. They're yeah. done for the day. Oh, it's, it's a tough life, but we're built for it. There we're, you go. Like, you got to be built for it, right? Yeah. Because you asked for this. Yeah. You know? Like, anyone, I can't say anyone, it's, it's not for everybody. It's yeah. definitely not for everybody because you got to have tough skin. Um, and I hate to bring it back to you being a female DJ, but you have to have even tougher skin. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? At such a young age, too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure um, being in this wedding industry, you're going to go far. I can already see it, Anusha. Congratulations <laughs> ahead of time. Thank you're you. You're going to go very far. Um, but you're built for it, right? Like, you're built for it. You have tough skin. At the same time, you know what to expect. Yeah. You know what to expect from all the haters. Yeah. They have 
He just got to have a job, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm sure you have your fair share. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what I learned, um, and this was I learned this from Rekha. We were at a gig and, you know, there's there's something called a poker face that I always put on while I'm while I'm DJing. Nothing really bothers me while I'm DJing. Um, or nothing you can see. Everything is a poker phase. Every like bullshit stuff that happens is dealt with afterwards. After the event, if something goes wrong, someone's you know rude to me, I try to dismiss it. If it's a public event, you know bouncers will take care of it. Security will take care of it. If it's a private event, poker phase until the end. Yeah. Then then I figure it out. I'm not trying to have anything like go wrong with me or you know the, the event I'm at. So I learned this from Reka. Very very strong minded. Um, and, and it was just like how to handle yourself in the industry. And, and, you know, it's just, it's a lot sometimes. And I always have to ask people, can I do this? Can I do that? Or like, you know, like what, what, ask them what, like, like just in terms of like how, how I talk to people or if I'm approached for a gig, you know, how should I handle this? This person's talking very rudely to me. Like how do I even accept the gig? Even if like if like I've gotten very like demeaning calls like that are just like hey I just need you to DJ for an, one one hour what do you do you want to come or, like it's very like um, not professionally asked not okay. very nicely asked people are just like expect you to just you know come when they want you to is so, that because you're a female DJ or or is it because you're new to the industry or is it because of any other reason i think like, it's a mix of me being a female and a young female at that okay, okay so me being like right now i'm 26 but i started this when i was like you know 18 mm-hmm. so i've seen this even now people don't think i'm 26 they always think i'm 21 i still get carded um so it still happens just well because, you look like you're 19 yeah i know I, i've been told i still get carded to buy nyquil like <laughs> shut up yeah <laughs> yep yep <laughs> Um, so I think it's a mix of being both like female and young people just expect they could talk to you however they want, but it's not the case. Um, and now I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can talk back and be like, all right, this is not right. Um, in a very nice way. I never curse when I'm talking to a client. Be professional every single step of the way. Yeah, yeah. Always, always, always professional. Like that comes first. And I always have my poker face on. Nothing really gets to me at an event. Um, I believe I do have like thick skin. Um, no, it doesn't really get to my head. I just, you know, brush it off as this is just part of the job. Yeah. Uh, and my mom gets worried sometimes because I go out I at bet. like late nights. Um, and I, you know, like if I don't text her and I'm like, it's 2 a.m. She, she do doesn't you have any older brothers or any sisters? No, no, just a little sister. Okay. So um, like no man in my house. I, I lost my father when I was 18. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, it's okay. So I was raised in a very female. So you're tough. House very tough yeah absolutely yeah. nothing brings me down good job um that's why i'm able to handle all this uh and and just usually i have people to reach out to as well you know i could just be like hey like this happened what what, what do i do you know and how do i handle this in a professional yeah. way that doesn't harm me or my brand or anything like that um and so far every everything i've handled with i've handled with grace uh from what i what i come you know, you're a female. You gotta, you gotta bring the grace. That's one thing the male DJs don't might not have. You, you have your grace. You, you have your composure. Demeanor. You always, yeah. You always keep it. Yeah. No matter how pissed off you are. <laughs> There's a lot of DJs that get pissed off. Oh yeah. Especially when you have a couple of drinks in you. Yeah. No. Then you're asked out. I mean, it, it, it happens. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Like DJs, they have um, a stereotype of drinking on a job, right? 
I tell my guys the same thing. Listen, have a drink, have two. That's it. Yeah. You still have a job to do. Yep. You're still getting paid very well mm-hmm. to uh, display your skill set, right? Yeah. You got 300 people out there rocking out, right? You have a job to do. Yeah. You know, I I always say you shouldn't be drinking with your clients. But what do you do when the uncles and aunties and even the bride and groom are like, yo, we got to do shots. Yeah. We can't do shots without you. We can't yeah. do shots without you. <laughs> you know, at that point, you got to take it. Yeah. You know, take one for the team, I always say. <laughs> But you got to act responsibly at yes. all times. You know, there's a big budget. Yes. There's a lot of uh, responsibilities on your own shoulders at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're carrying the show. You're the face of the the entertainment you're 100%. providing. And if you look bad, you're making the DJ look bad, the setup guys look bad, the photographers, whoever you brought with you. Absolutely. Because you're working bad. as a team at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a planner just last week. I bought him for a show. And she said something very similar. You're coming in as part of a team. Yeah. Right. The DJ is part of a team. The photographer is part of a team. The decor, the event planner, the many, the makeup, yeah. everyone's part of one team. Yep. And the team is only as strong as its weakest link. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to be that link because if one person drops the ball, the whole event is going to be shaky at that yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? It's scary. Yeah. You got to choose who you work with wise, wisely too. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a say on like who you work with or who you don't work? I'm sure you have your experiences with certain vendors, different types of people, different categories. Any yeah. particular stories, any Bridezilla stories that you want to share with us? <laughs> Bridezilla? <You> smiled. <laughs> yeah. No. My team always, um, I always work with the same, like, you know, the Rutgers crew. They, they take care of all my setups. And they're very professional in terms of like uh, they don't drink on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do, they're still very professional. Um, you know, I haven't had any instances with them. That's why I continue to work with them. Is because up. they provide me the loyalty, the timing. You know, they like so far all these years I haven't had a complaint with them. So that's why I get a little um, you know hesitant working with other people that I haven't worked with before yeah. because I don't know how they will make me look. Gotcha. But there has been times where a client has hired me, but another entertainer as well, which sucks because I don't know who this other DJ is. They've either hired me to MC or like co-DJ. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, you go there and the DJ either like sucks or like has had too many drinks and you can't control that because you didn't hire this person. Yeah. They did. Um, and you but their actions reflect on you as well. No? Exactly. And now it reflects on me because I'm sharing the stage with somebody. Yeah. And... Um, even if you have drinks, you know, have, have it, but in like a, a concealed cup for me, because sure. I don't want, um, I have a very young audience on Instagram, so I don't like to put up any, you know, bottles, any, any kind of that kind of content on my Instagram. So yes, I always try to hide it. Um, you know, cause I'm very professional. So, you know, uh, new year's, new year's Eve, we were like, you know, there were like white claws on the table. I was like, please like put it in the cup. Like, we can't have that out. There's so many pictures being taken of me, and I don't want to be the one. Like, if it's on my table, and a white claw's not paying you for that sponsorship yeah, either. So, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if they were sponsoring me, sure. But, you know, there's like little kids that are going to be looking at this, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like. That's very you know, responsible of you. Yeah, Good job. Yeah, of course. Um, That's going to take you further. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> 100%. It will. Yeah. Like you mentioned, um, you're the oldest. You have a younger sister. Yes. And you're out DJing two, three o'clock in the morning, and your mom. Yeah worries yeah does she call you all the time oh yeah i have to text her as soon as i leave every event uh and as soon as i get to any event um and i don't text her in between so she's always like did you eat did you eat did they give you food (laughs) did you eat yeah yeah all those i'm like yes i'm eating i'm good 
And as soon as the event is over, she has all my contracts. She knows exactly what time I'm ending. Nice. And if I text her, like, and if is she knows, business like, manager? Yeah, no, I wish. I'm my own manager. Very but cool. she knows she knows my dates, which is great because sometimes I forget it and she'll be like, next week you have this. Do you remember? I'm like, oh, thank God you remember. She's your business manager. She is basically, she's my momager. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's I never going to stop. She's know. always going to call you. Yes, always. Okay, always. I'm telling you, even now, I'm, I'm, yeah. I DJ, I MC, I plan weddings. I'm 44. Yeah. My mother still calls me. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. Why are you up? <laughs> Like, mom, go to sleep. Yeah, she doesn't sleep until I get home. Like, no matter what day it is, it's Sunday and she has work the next day, she'll stay up until I'm home. My mom's my biggest uh, a cheerleader because she follows me. Oh, yeah? She's always following me. And I'm like, no. oh, so how was that party you did last <laughs> night? I, <laughs> I saw this, I saw this, and I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, mom, stop stalking me, bro. <laughs> you know, but you need that. Yeah. You need that moral support, you know what I'm saying? Yes. My mom was hesitant in the beginning. She would sure. not let me, you know, go out because she'd be like, it's it's late. You know, you can't be doing this. Uh, it's not safe on the road. It's not safe for you to be out by yourself. But then I started bringing in the checks. And then that's when she was like, all right, okay. Well, now <laughs> that, you can that's, continue That's always the this. case. <laughs> yeah. That's always the case. My father was the same exact way. He's like, no, because I quit a corporate job. Yeah. In uh, 2001, I, I, I used to work for Pfizer. Oh. As a tech analyst, and I'm like, you know what, Dad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna press play for a living for the next couple of years. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna quit my corporate job, you know, with 401k and insurance and all that good stuff, and DJ. Yeah. He lost his. <laughs> he lost his money. Like, I don't think so, bro. Plus, I'm Gujarati, so yeah. it's like huge, right? Yeah. But he he saw the paychecks. Like, oh, I can understand what is this, <laughs> you know. And then I took him to an event. Yeah. Then I saw, I I sat him down on the DJ booth and. He saw exactly what we did. Yeah. And it kind of blew his mind as well, you know? That's, yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I still haven't quit my 9 to 5 yet, but hopefully there will be a day where yeah. I do. I mean, it's goals, right? Yeah, I mean, goals. I mean, I always told myself if I hit a certain number, then I'll go back or, or I won't go back to my 9 to 5. Mm. But if I go uh, uh, like under a number, then I'll go back to my 9 to 5. Mm. Knock on wood, and man. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, you know? Because the thing is, you know, going backwards is fine, yeah. you know? If you want to reset, if you want to do things differently, if if you want to reinvent yourself, right? right? But if you can keep on pushing forward, yeah, right? Which is huge. Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine just earlier today talking about being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because yeah. that's when you're going to be growing, yes. you know? I mean, COVID was huge. Everybody was uncomfortable, yeah. You know, matter of fact, I, I I just got a reminder on my Facebook today of a picture I took that I was laying back in a hammock in the middle of June on a Saturday at 2 p.m. And I haven't done that <laughs> since COVID. No, I haven't done that since 2001. Oh. But I did that during COVID. Yeah. Because yeah. this picture was from three years ago, mm-hmm. 2020. And I put everything to into reality like, holy shit, man. Because honestly, when COVID happened, I was like, I don't know if I want to go back. Because yeah. I started enjoying my Saturdays. I started enjoying my family time. Oh. I started enjoying a lot of different things. So everyone talks about the pivot, right? Yeah. Like w- what they did during that time, how they had to make it, and like mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So I picked up a day job. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up a day job because I didn't want to get, I didn't want to, first of all, stay home. Yeah. And second of all, I didn't want to get fat. <laughs> and I'm vain as hell, right? Fair, fair. It is what it is. I didn't want to sit on my all week and just eat and yeah. drink. That's what everybody was doing. Yep. And being self-employed, so especially in the wedding industry, we had zero events. Yeah. I mean, we went from 100 to 
to zero real quick. Yeah. I worked at Amazon packing pa- packing boxes. Oh. oh, I love this. Yeah. I talk about that all the time because <laughs> it's something different, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I jumped on the line. I was packing Damn. boxes. It was from uh, my time frame was from 5 p.m. to 3.45 a.m. The second shift, oh and I absolutely God. adored it. That's awesome. I loved it. I had my podcast on. I was listening to oh. ghost stories, right? Yes. I was listening to ghost stories every single day I with my headphones and just packing boxes <laughs> and just calling it a day. It was cool. It, it taught me a lot of things. You know, the biggest thing was um, really enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool because I wasn't. I didn't have to take lead anymore. Yeah. Right, because because as a businessman, as a business woman, mm-hmm. right, you have employees. Yes, you have decisions to make. Yeah. Right, working at Amazon, I was just on the line. Yeah. I have my managers above me. Yeah, you know, Jay, you gotta get this done. Done. Okay. You know what else you got? That's it. Yeah. Keep it simple. It was one of the best things I've ever done, and it put a a, a, a lot of things in my world into check. You know, like what's more important is yeah. it family time, is it personal time, yeah. and like all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it helped me out tremendously. That's amazing. Yeah, COVID cool. for me was a little different. Um, I I started off at, and you know like in 2015, but and I had just started getting like restaurants. Um, I started doing jeshan just in 2019, um, and 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 like it was just like my name was just getting out there, and then the COVID thing happened, and I basically went backwards again. Uh, once COVID was over, it was just like, now I have to pick back up where I left off two years ago. Yeah. Um, and in the two years, I worked on myself. I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to build a website. We're going to do all that stuff, all the background stuff. Work. Yeah. And I even did like some live streams and stuff nice. on Instagram uh, to raise money for people that were like struggling in Patterson. Good job. Um, thank you. Why Patterson? Uh, I live close to there and uh, okay. I work with some of the moms in, in I live in Wayne. Okay. Um, so some of the moms that were from North us. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's what's North up. Jersey. I was born and raised in Passaic. Hey, okay, okay. I was raised in Wayne all my life. That's what's up. I got family up in Garfield, hey, Passaic, okay. Clifton, nice. Saddlebrook, North Jersey all North day. North Jersey it is. North yeah, Jersey all day. That's I, where the party's at. The, that's where your swag comes from. Yeah. It ain't Central Jersey. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. No. Listen, I, Central sucks. I, I, you can't say Oops. that. We might have to cut that out. <laughs> like, I've been in Piscataway all my life. Yeah. All my life. But born and raised in Passaic. It's just starting swag. I mean, my uh, one of my first guests here on the show is Neil. And Neil plays the dole. He's an MC. He's dope at what he does. Yeah. Again, from Passaic, right? There's a certain mindset that you have when you're from the North Jersey area. Because yeah. it's like, it's it's a struggle. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> you got to make yourself at that point. Yes. I mean, you got to, I hate to say this way, and I hate to say it to you, but I mean, you got to have a good set of balls on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To like, you know, make it out of out of that mindset of yeah. being, well, I'm from Central Jersey, so everything is handed to me at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's common. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, if I'm wrong, fine, I'm wrong, right? Yeah. But I'm hardly wrong. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I see that now. I've never even noticed it, but I people from North Jersey are built different. That's why I said when you're from uh, Rutgers, Newark, hey. like, are you gangster? Yeah, I'm gangster. <laughs> Newark. <laughs> that's what's up. That's, that's, the, that's, that's what's up. Yeah. Anusha, thank you for being on my show. Of course. Thank, thank you, you for so coming much, on. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Um, we're going to continue to work with each other in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is just one of the episodes. I'm going to have you come on yes. in like a year, maybe two years when you're like international. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> you're international right now? No, I wish. Okay, then when you're international, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's not two years, but one year? Uh, let's I'm, see. I'm trying to go national first. Can okay. I still go Have you crossed states yet? No, I'm, I'm going to Tampa in two days. Okay, that, well, there you go. That'll be my first, I think, out of state. Well, out of like East Coast area. Well, out of the tri-state. Out of the tri-state, yes. Nice. Out of the tri-state. Tampa will love you. Yes, I'm so excited. You're excited? Yeah. I already got people DMing me. They're like, this stuff never happens in Tampa. We're so excited. Nice. So I'm very excited. Congratulations to you and all your success. Thank you. Thank you so There's so much much more for you out there. I can see it's going to be a bright future for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Good job. (laughs) Do you want to go into any of your tags, any of your platforms? Yes. Hey, guys. It's DJ Anusha. Thank you for watching me on the Jay Rana Show. You can follow me on at uh, DJ Anusha on Instagram. That's DJ Anusha with an extra A at the end. Um, and visit me at DJAnusha.com. I'll see you on the dance floor. You'll see her on the dance floor. Ladies and yes. gentlemen, again, thank you for joining us on the Jay Rana Show on yet another episode of educating and evolving and having a great time. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.